Oh, this is Craig here. That was Tom's crack uh, trying to get it into the microphone. Um, he was trying Water to do fire. a shotgun. Keep going. And this is Top Shelf Fantasy. We are on our 32nd podcast. Today is October 22nd. Uh, find us on Top Shelf FNTSY, which is Twitter and Instagram. TopShelfFantasy.com for our podcast player and Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and Google Play. Hey guys, this is Corey cracking in with a Julius from Treehouse Brewery. <laughs> Just kidding, it's a Bud Light. <laughs> Didn't want to be deceiving the fans here. Uh, so Scott here, uh, doing a little swish with Craig. I got uh, his Stone Face Brewing Company, the uh, Full Clip IPA. Heard it's pretty good, so... Yeah, and I got your um, Heady Topper that you had provided to me. This is by The Alchemist in Vermont. Right? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, so I went up to Vermont this, pa- <laughs> this past <Alchemist>. weekend. <laughs> and uh, so this beer you can't really find around here. It's only sold in stores in Vermont. Very uh, popular brewery. Went up there. I got a couple four-packs, so I decided to bring a four-pack here and uh, share the care. Now, Tom, what are you drinking? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm having a heady topper that Scotty brought me. I'm also soaked in Bud Light because I thought I'd get the crack in. Um, but apparently when he shotgun, the crack's not the same sound. The so. cracking. Um, anyway, yeah, we got smacked in. That I, shotgun I don't think didn't hit a, <laughs> Yeah, half of it's on the floor and on my computer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I've hit a dart throw, which is why I, I didn't the uh, shotgun. I'm a little flustered, so somebody else has to take this. I'm so, so clean. Yeah, well, that's, that's Tom's shotgun, but you know, my, myself and Corey will have to do another shotgun uh, later uh, this week on Thursday, due <laughs> to so the sad. fact that we lost in the dart throw, uh, shotgun very, bet. very close. I, I think I won with uh, Farrell Cooper, Cooper. Somehow is the guy that Arizona I wants think he to had go like with. Two point or four points. Maybe? He had at least four receptions. I know the rest of us had either one or nothing. My boy Andy Isabella not coming through. He had point nine, right? He had a, yeah. He had a almost he had a catch a in a few yards. Yards. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure uh, the Tom's one that <laughs> yeah, we all I forgot we all took the Arizona wide receiver. Yeah, and I was given Damari Bird, who also got one catch for like six yards. You were like given that. the best one. All right, so all right, here it is. Yeah, um, you wanted Cedric Wilson. Craig so. had <laughs> Damari Bird a catch for four yards. Tom had Sherfield catch for four yards. Corey had Isabella, uh, I think, catch or two catches for a couple yards. I don't know what Fair Cooper had, but he had 4.9 fancy points. What a lot for a dart throw. <laughs> yeah. So that's, out. that's Tom's messy shotgun. Um, I believe we have a video of that. You'll be able to see oh, that yeah, later see on, Twitter. On, uh, on Twitter. On Twitter. Might, might even be up before the podcast is up, so just go ahead and check <laughs> that out. just tweets it out. Okay, look at this. I, uh, I texted it over to you, so that's on you guys. <laughs> Um, so this podcast, we're going to get into Hold'em or Fold'em, uh, confidence boost for week seven and our biggest letdown for week seven. We went through all of our waiver ads that we believe that we should be picking up uh, for the week eight waivers. And these players that we're going to get into are the ones we believe should you drop them for that guy on the waivers. And our first quarterback that we're going to get into is none other than Jimmy Garapolo. Garapolo. Yeah, Jimmy, let me hop in here. Um, I think you guys all folded him last week, and I kept him around as as my sleeper pick. Didn't pan out. I mean, tough game in Washington. There was like, I don't know, an inch or two of rain on the field. Didn't exactly, you know, bold well for the passing attack. 
He did add Emmanuel Sanders this week, which is, I think, why we're going to talk about him again. I'm still holding the guy. I have faith in him. I think that he can get something done in this offense, especially adding a dynamic new weapon in Emmanuel Sanders, a veteran that can kind of help him maybe take that next step. Uh, I've still got faith, but if you're hurting for quarterbacks and you need to uh, drop Jimmy Garoppolo and pick up a Ryan Tannehill, I think at this point you do that. Yeah, no, I agree. I think <clears throat> I the reason Jimmy G's on here, I, I put him on here, was because I, I feel like a lot of people likely held Jimmy G with the Redskins matchup last week. So, you know, let me see something. And now they're sitting here this week and they're going, all right, listen, I need another quarterback. Do I drop Jimmy? What do I do? And I, I don't think that the addition of Emmanuel Sanders makes Jimmy Garoppolo all that more enticing to keep on your roster. I would certainly have Ryan Tannehill over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. We talked about it in the last podcast. This is a team who's running the ball 60% of the time. Now, with Emmanuel Sanders, a lot of things are going to change. There's a lot of question marks right now on how they go ahead and employ it. And Jimmy Garoppolo is actually a very good quarterback. Um, the team's just not giving him the opportunity to thrive. I hold him just because in a one-quarterback league, I don't think that you can hold on to him. Um, but, you know... It, if Ryan Tannehill's out there, I'm taking Ryan Tannehill over Jimmy G right now. Yeah, so my deal is is I'm folding him. Um, he hasn't gotten a touchdown right, pass did I in say the I last. I'm folding him. Yeah, we yeah knew, I'm, we I'm folding them. Back. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I'm folding Jimmy G. Yeah, he hasn't had a touchdown in the last two weeks. Granted, one of them was the Rams, but this past week was Washington. Uh, quarterbacks of Taysom Hill, Matt Moore scored more than him in this past week, and you're you know again playing a Washington team that is now one and six. Um, so if you can't get it done against them, I don't know who you're going to get it done against. That's that's why I'm folding them. So let me jump in, Scott, real quick, because no, I think I know where you're heading. But um, would you guys, quick question, he, these are the people available in a 12-team half-point PPR standards kind of scoring league. Would you drop Jimmy Garoppolo for Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, we talked about Ryan Tannehill, which is a yes, Mason Rudolph, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, any of these names strike you, Andy Dalton? These are the kind of guys who are out here right now. Jameis Winston, hands Jameis down. Winston, yes. I don't Winston, know how yes. that guy's a free agent in any league. Um, but so, here's so here's here's my argument with this because I know he's a hold. If Jimmy G's your quarterback, you have likely not won many games. So I, I would assume that you have another quarterback. Would you rather Jimmy Graham or uh, Jimmy Gar- Jimmy <laughs> Garoppolo or Jimmy Graham? Who would you rather? <laughs> No, but would you rather um, Jimmy Garoppolo or Corey Davis or Jimmy Garoppolo or Ty Johnson? And and these are the type of looks I think people are starting to look at now where it's, I have this backup quarterback that's really not doing me anything. Yeah, especially if he was your bi-week fill-in. Right. By all means, drop him. But if you drafted him to be a starter, ouch. Yeah. But <laughs> Corey, you're looking for other options. <laughs> Only in Dynasty. I mean, <laughs> he's a future prospect. And, and again, Jimmy Garoppolo is a very good NFL quarterback. This just isn't a good fantasy situation for him. And this isn't a knock on Jimmy G himself. This is a knock on the 49ers of winning games through the defense and the running game. What is terrifying they don't is that Jimmy I'm G. thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo, who I drafted as my dynasty quarterback for four years, is going to be Alex Smith when he I was, was the just 49ers say, quarterback. He is Alex Smith. <laughs> who was a he's great NFL games. quarterback who won games... And just didn't, do, didn't put up stats. It's like, oh, God, what did I do? Out of any read offense, he still was... Eh, still... Yeah, you, you, know who I'd, yep. you know who I'd rather? Fitzmagic. 
Why well, haven't we talked about him? He was a top 10 quarterback last week, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather him. This is on us as a team. Yeah, Fitz all right. Magic. So, Fab Bid. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> $1,000. All the gold in Scotland. Screw Ty Johnson. Get Fitzmagic. <laughs> uh, next quarterback, Don't I go. believe that we... I don't uh, think we got Scotty's holder fold on Jimmy G. Um, no, I, I'm going to stick with uh, mine from last week. Jimmy G is a fold for me. All right. Um, next one Sorry. is a, a hurt. <laughs> I'm going down with this ship. <laughs> a hurt quarterback uh, right now, and that's Matt Ryan. Do you hold him or fold him? For me... Uh, there's a lot of people that are going to probably panic that may have some bye week situations with, um, you know, I don't want to say bye week because it's quarterback position and there's re- usually only one on a team. But um, you're going to have to think about folding a player that's on your bench that might help you out um, or Matt Ryan. I'm holding Matt Ryan. I think that you're going to have to f- find someone on your bench that you're going to have to drop because Matt Ryan's been too good for fantasy purposes this year. Again, the opposite of what Jimmy G is, is Matt Ryan has not done very well or much on the field for the NFL uh, and winning games for his team, yet he's putting up fantasy points. So that's someone that you want to hold on to. Yeah, quarterbacks on losing teams are great guys to have. <laughs> you know they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, especially if they're supported by a terrible oh, defense. Oh, Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, uh, Fitzmagic. But for Matt Ryan, I'm holding him. Uh, I don't think I'm going to give up a top five, top ten quarterback. Uh, especially if your league's a keeper league, any any real format you're keeping him. Two QB, obviously you're keeping him. You're not gonna you're not gonna drop him. You would have to have somebody amazing sitting out on the waivers to make him worth dropping. And you'd ha- also have to have a stacked bench to keep. I I can't imagine in any world where you don't have somebody more droppable than Matt Ryan. So for me, he's a hold. Yeah. So he's QB six right now, and that's coming off of last week where he got hurt and he only had three points. So. You can say he's probably top five quarterback. There's no point to drop him. He might miss this week. I think he's going to because they have a bye week after this week. Um, I mean, the team sucks. They're one and six, but he's still going to be a top five, um, top six quarterback going forward. Yeah, I mean, and and this is this is again. I mean, like Scott, he might miss this week. He might, you know, they have a bye the the week after. So you're looking at holding a player that's going to be out for two weeks. Um, it's difficult to do that with a lot of players, but Matt Ryan's the type of guy who's returning the value that you thought he would return. It's just the injury. You got to keep a close eye on it. He's not ruled out yet, but on Thursday, we should have more clarity. My answer may change by Thursday, to be completely honest, but he's a hold for me. And so um, consensus on there, moving over to the running back position, the first one we have on our list is Carlos Hyde. My, yeah, my best friend. He's um, Carlos Hyde is a hold for me still, just because uh, volume alone. He had a what do you three fantasy points last week, so not a great week. But for a lot of for last week, it was a weird week in fantasy. I think a lot of running backs had bad weeks, anyways. But uh, the week before that, he had seventeen fantasy points. He's getting between eight to twelve average a week. So, like I've said in previous podcast he's a great flex play had a bad week last week but he's on an explosive offense they just lost fuller so i think they're gonna focus even more on the run game going forward so um safe to hold him for me yeah i see i see a good matchup against oakland next week uh i would i would hold on to Hyde as well there's really not much out there that you're really going to be dropping him for especially someone who's getting a lot of work 
um, has, you know, in the last four weeks, he has not gone under 12 attempts uh, on the ground. And that's just, you can't drop that with production in fantasy. Yeah, he's he's certainly a hold for me. I know I've been harsh on him lately. Um, Consider him a sit, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And this week, especially against Indianapolis, he only put up three and a half points. That's not what you want to see out of probably who you're starting with, you know, aspirations of running back two, maybe flex numbers. But again, still a hold for what he has done. His numbers have been fine. They're not, you know, one bad week isn't enough to fold somebody. Um, Not quite yet. Unless you're desperate and you really want to drop him for someone out there who you think is great, I don't think I'm going to drop him for a Ty Johnson or a J.D. McKissick. That's that's not going to return the value that Carlos Hyde has given you so far consistently. So, yeah, I got to lock it in. He's a hold for me, at least for now. He and I'm, Yeah, I'll lock it in right there. Yeah, hey, Corey's going through a big complex with Carlos Hyde right now. I don't know if I hate him or if I love him. <laughs> And listen, volume backs speak volumes. Like literally, these guys are getting the ball. Carlos Hyde averaged 2.9 yards a carry last week, and he was still getting the ball. This dude was gaining zero yards, and they were still giving him the ball. Carlos Hyde is the running game in Texas, and that, that means a lot, honestly. I mean, I'm not sitting here and telling you that Carlos Hyde is some dynamic back he's the next chase Edmonds you know this this guy who pops off on the waiver wire and he just destroys it um but Carlos Hyatt certainly isn't a guy that you can drop 12 yards to carry against one of the better defenses in the league of course he's not going to have a great game but he's fallen forward for a touchdown I will take a guy who can fall forward for a touchdown on an offense that scored 77 points in the last couple weeks over a Ty Johnson um or anybody else in the waiver wire so Carlos Hyde's a hold for me we talk about volume backs. The next one, Adrian Peterson, he got a huge workload uh, last week. 20 carries, 80 yards um, against one of the better defenses in the league. Yeah, he fumbled the ball. He didn't really return that the eight points that he, he should have gotten in fantasy. Eight points from a running back who's getting 20 touches against one of the best defenses in the league. That's That's a win, in my opinion. Um, I have Adrian Peterson in the league. I didn't play him. I kind of wish I did, to be completely honest, because I had worse options. Um, but you can't ignore the volume. Again, 20 carries. When this guy is healthy, he's getting 20 carries a game. This is a new-look offense, remember. Th- this is not the same uh, Shanahan-coached offense, and Adrian Peterson's getting the ball. You cannot ignore that. Yeah, this offense is two weeks old. And in those two weeks, you saw him get 23 carries against Miami and 20 carries against uh, San Francisco. He's got another tough matchup against Minnesota, but for all intents and purposes, he is a solid, strong running back, especially with Chris Thompson still very, very questionable. Adrian Peterson's questionable this week. We know that. But if Thompson doesn't go and Peterson does, he's a start against Minnesota. So it, well, let me rephrase that. Yeah, he's and a, I, was, I was just going to say. He's was a like, fringe start. He's a fringe yes. start. He's flex a play. start flex play because of volume alone, like we just talked about. If there's one running back out there, somebody has to run it at some point. And Peterson has talked about improving his ability to catch the ball in the offseason. So maybe he can catch it better than he well, has in the and, past. And, but. Yep, and sorry, and to, to your point, he has caught the ball. Yeah. It, the backups there are Wendell Smallwood, who has primarily played special teams. Yep. 
and then this kid Craig Reynolds, who is an undrafted rookie that nobody if Adrian Peterson is active in the Thursday night game, I would not be shocked if he gets twenty carries. I don't think he's going over a hundred yards. This is a very tough defense. Like you don't I, I don't think you start Adrian Peterson if you don't have the option to. But he's going to get the ball. Volume wise though, he is a tough sit. And and I think that's a conundrum, right? Yeah. Like, and I think we will get more into that in Stardom Sidum when we do probably. our next segment. Yes. So let's hold off on too too much of that. But for right now, definitely a hold for me at least. Yeah, right. even even if he was not to play this Thursday, he's still a hold for me because of the volume and everything. You, that volume is key in fantasy football. That's it. Yep, big, big hold, big hold. <clears throat> Scotty, this next one was yours. Right? Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's more. It's pretty obvious. I think uh, Karen Johnson hits the IR. He can return in week 16. Um, for most people, that is the f- last week of fantasy football, the fantasy football finals. Um, so if he does come back week 16, do you want to play him his first week back? Lions are already 2-3-1. and one. They could easily be out of play of contention soon. Um, he's a big drop for me. I don't see him coming back at all this season. There's no point if they're not going to make playoffs. Keep this guy healthy. Wait for next season. Yeah, big time fold for me. Um, the only, you know, asterisk I'll give that is depending on how your league does uh, keepers. If you do keepers and you drafted him late and you can keep him in a late round, or even if you just keep him at all, he's he's earned a keeper position. However, if you're not in a keeper league, dump him. He, he has no value. Week sixteen, if he comes back, he's not going to be a focal point of that offense. It, I mean, likely, like Scotty said, they're not even playing. They're not even in contention for a playoff position drop the guy yeah uh all the same points uh sorry if you have them but you gotta move on man fold them yeah i so i'm gonna full carry on and i just want to give a, a fresh perspective to this because if you're somebody who's playing in a league that has an ir spot would you use the ir spot for carry on johnson because i'm gonna toss another player out there that's currently on the ir and about to come back darius, darius guys I would much rather have Darius Geis in my IR spot than Carry On Johnson. So don't try and get cute and put Carry On Johnson in your IR spot. Put pick Darius Geis. Pick there. up Nikhil Harry over <laughs> yep. um, him. Um, Bryce Love. I know you just had another oof, surgery, but I love know, Bryce Love. Bryce Love's not back. on the IR yet. They should put him he's on not. the IR. Just, okay. He's not. Okay. You know no. are going to come back he's before a, Week 16. He's on the NFI yes. list. But anyway, so. And that was the point I wanted to make real quick, and, and Scotty is right about that. Even if you have an IR spot, carry on. Johnson's returning nothing for you. I don't know who put Damien on here. I thought to kick it off. You did. Uh, Damien's a fold for me. <laughs> Damien Williams is a fold for me. Um, I, I've talked about this many times before. LaShawn McCoy is my guy. Uh, he's been my guy for a very long time. He... Went to the he he was signed by the the uh, the Chiefs nine million dollars a year or six million dollars a year excuse me that's no chump change they're going to use McCoy they didn't bring McCoy in to not use him and Damian Williams has been losing touches to McCoy constantly he got hurt he came back yeah he had a decent game where he had like the nine touches and the touchdown or whatever Damian Williams is doing absolutely nothing dynamic. If you are between Damian Williams and Corey Davis, honestly, I'm dropping Damian Williams for Corey Davis. You will feel or Kenny Stills. You will feel so much better about yourself if you just drop Damian Williams because you're a guy that's definitely, you know, unfortunately you you paid up for him early in the year, 
But if you just move on from him, just put him in your back burner because even listen to the to the matchups that he has on top of the fact that this has been a weird season for him. Is Green Bay great defense? Minnesota great defense? Tennessee great defense? Los Angeles Chargers is maybe one to look at, and then a bye week. One caveat to the Chargers: they will have Derwin James back by then. Oh yeah, that's he's that's a huge help in the run. Yeah, game. and then and then if you were to even think, okay, well I'll save him for the playoffs. You know, <laughs> week week thir- uh, thirteen, I believe is no 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 week fourteen is when most start. New England, Denver, Chicago. Yeah. No what are you gonna do? You. You're not gonna play him during that point. So just move on from him. Lose, lose, lose your confidence <laughs> more than what you what you thought you might have had. It. Yeah, hundred percent. Fold him now. He's a, he's an afterthought in that offense. Shady's the focal point going forward. Damian Williams, cut him. You don't need him. Yep, big fold. I mean, Daryl Williams looked even better than him last week. I think he Tom even. Text us like, do you guys just see Daryl on that wheel route? Like this is second time, second time in two weeks. So on the same easy. play, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love fold the guy. Um, next one's I think is very tough. Um, I know I'm a hold for probably both Devin Singletary and Frank Gore. Um, I mean I'm higher on Singletary, but we're seeing Gore is is easily getting the majority of the volume in, in that offense. Singletary is a quote-unquote passing back there, but he didn't have one target last week. 26 total rushing yards in his first week back against the one of the worst teams in the entire league, and he couldn't do anything. Um, it's tough, but you have to hold both of them and just wait and see. Yeah, yeah. these guys are both a hold for me. Um, <clears throat> Frank Gore doesn't go away. Frank Gore does Frank Gore things. He's going to continue to do that. Singletary got a very low volume of the touches, I would expect that to change. It's unfortunate the way it First played out back. this week. Exactly. Um, but you, you can't have that reaction of, oh, Singletary did bad, I'm going to drop him. You got to hold Singletary. You got to you gotta work it through. He gets another matchup against Miami. So Yeah. Um, easy ho- matchups coming. Both a hold for me. Um, but even Gore, I think, is probably the one that people are going to think more of. Um, Singletary definitely has the upside. But Gore, to me, is what Lamar Miller was with Houston many, many years. Is He's going to be a perfect flex slash, if you have a lot more wide receivers, a perfect RB2. Because even with Singletary on the field, he got seven points last week. And that was, yes, Miami. But you know Philadelphia is a tough matchup next week. Then Washington, Cleveland, Miami, three in a row that are also going to be high-volume ground games. So that that's definitely a, a, a Gore game script rather than a Devin Singletary game script because I do think that they are going to lean on a guy that's been you know doing well for them all year. Um, they have a winning record in Buffalo, so you you have to continue to do what you you've been doing. I think Singletary is the future on this team, but but Gore has been consistent and relied upon by Buffalo, and you, you they you have to think that Buffalo is going to continue that. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I I'm I'm holding them both. Let me start there. Devin Singletary, though, has been outtouched by Frank Gore in every single contest, even the first couple of weeks when he was healthy and producing. Even the first week, he had uh, four four attempts. He did have more targets in the passing game. He had five receptions that game. But then you go to the second week against the Giants. He had six attempts and happened to get in for a touchdown, so his week looks good. But he was outpaced by Gore, who had almost 20 touches. The 
Gore is getting the lion's share of the work back there week in and week out. This past week, he comes back from injury. I think he had, what, like seven carries. Gore didn't have a ton either. I think he had like 11 against a weak Miami team, so you would have wished that they probably had some more in there. But in any case, he's still out-touching him week in, week out. I think they stick with Gore. They're both holds for now. Um, Gore is probably your better, stronger start if for some reason you have both of them on the same roster. Uh, but Singletary is a big question mark at this point. You got to track him for the next couple of weeks, and I'm sure we'll talk about him on our hold and fold for you know the next couple of weeks as well. All right, and uh, going to a kind of a similar situation, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. Um, I kind of compare this duo with the Buffalo duo. Um, you have the talented rookie here, same as Singletary, but he's not getting the work as Jordan Howard's getting, but you know they're, you know, could be the better back, they're more explosive. It's hard to start these guys going forward, but I'm holding both of them. Yeah, so I'm a bit different here. I'm I'm actually gonna fold Miles Sanders and I'm gonna keep Jordan Howard. Um really honestly, my thought of what this offense is is this offense is the two thousand for 2003 New England Patriots like Carson Wentz is playing football of where's the open guy I'm gonna throw him the ball uh what's the smarter play here we're gonna run the ball with the guy who's on the field Jordan Howard's been on the field more than Miles Sanders has been Miles Sanders is gonna have his games like don't get me wrong he's extremely talented like if you're in a dynasty league and you can buy Miles Sanders low I would 100% try and go and buy Miles Sanders in a dynasty league 2019, I don't think it's Miles Sanders' year. Jordan Howard's probably going to fall forward a couple times for a touchdown from here on out. Um, but this Eagles team is just doing what they need to do to win. And, I mean, this this past Sunday night game didn't look good against Dallas, and you saw them chuck the ball multiple times. You saw Dallas Goddard get involved. There's no Deshaun Jackson. Ertz isn't getting there. They're doing whatever they need to do to win. Um, and, and I, I think there's no, I, I think it's a week to week game script and I don't think that Sanders is going to be involved in that game script week to week every week. Yeah. I'm actually on the same side as you, uh, where the volume is to Howard, where he's been out touching Sanders by at least two thirds and that's, you know, fantasy football is volume. So I'm going to hold Howard because of that and that only, um, but I am concerned in the next four weeks anyway for both of the same players. I'm folding Sanders because it has been, you know, Howard's show the last three weeks. You, you've seen that Sanders has not gotten the work that he got in the early part of the year. And, and Philadelphia has understood that, you know, you need to continue with what's working. And Howard is what's been working more than Sanders. Next four weeks is Buffalo, Chicago, bye week, New England. I think the reason why I'm saying you can fold Sanders is because after week 11, when they play New England, any player that had Miles Sanders on their team is going to drop him after that. Granted, everyone knows that New England is a top defense, um, but I think that if anyone were to hold on to him at that point, you're then looking into you know your playoff roster and you need to figure something else out so other people are going to be dropping Sanders. I think he's going to be available later on in the season anyway. Um, sure, he has a Miami matchup later on, a Giants matchup later on. Uh, but I think it's going to be a tough go of it to hang on to a player on your roster that's really only getting an average of, you know, five, six carries in the last three weeks. Yeah, I uh, 
I'm I'm in a weird spot here. I probably hold both these guys, but I don't consider them either really playable just based on game trip week in, week in, week out. I'm not really confident in either one. Miles Sanders looks like the better runner when he gets when he actually gets touches, especially if he gets them consistently. The problem is when he's getting touches consistently, he's not scoring touchdowns. So Jordan Howard's the one who's falling into the end zone, the one who's scoring more fantasy points because of it. And he's looking like he's having such a more productive season. But I don't know. I'm not seeing a ton of promise out of either running back. That being said, I think they could both be a lot better. So I'm not ready to fold either of them quite yet. Hold for both as of this week. So um, real quick. So we're split on Miles Sanders. So yeah. I just real quick, let's let's just go around real quick. Because I, I agree with both Scotty and Dallas in the sense that Miles Sanders as an NFL Running back looks better than Jordan Howard. He looks more dynamic. He deserves to be on the field, but that's just not the way that it's playing out, right? So Doug Peterson is putting Jordan Howard on the field. So us as fantasy owners are sitting here saying, okay, I have Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. Who do I start? I mean, can you even start one of these guys? So that, and and to me, that's the question is, (laughs) why would I hold on to a guy that I can't start? Um, I think you can start Jordan Howard. You can start Jordan Howard. So I, I want to make this discussion really around Miles Sanders because he's the one we're split on. Everybody is keep Jordan Howard, but Scotty and, and Dows, you guys want to keep Miles Sanders. But if you keep him, can you play him? And, and, and if you keep him, is it situationally only in a deep league where you have seven bench spots? So, I mean, like we said, we're getting up to that, that, that week 10 bye week, and that's a, uh, I mean, he might have a bye week that week. Hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> no, his bye week is week 10. Is week right, 10. and, okay. and it, there's going to be a lot of bye weeks. So what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to go through an exercise right now of do you start Miles Sanders from now until the bye week? Because there are a lot of teams. So if you don't have Miles Sanders, the Miles Sanders owner is likely to fold him. We all believe his talent. But if you have the opportunity at another player than Miles Sanders – would you take that opportunity? If I could get Ty Johnson over him, yes, I would do it. Yeah. Would you do JD McKissick? No, I would not. I Are would you, I would do JD McKissick. I think I would do JD McKissick as well. So you, just, just so based on what I think that he can Because do. there's more there's more of an opportunity that he's going to get opportunity. I just don't see that Miles Sanders is going to flip the script of what we've already seen. He's got two hundred and twenty rushing yards on the year. That being said, if I can hold on to Miles Sanders and keep him on my roster. I think that he has the talent to carve out a bigger role in Philadelphia. I'm going to hold on to him. But if I can, yeah, if I, if I could drop him for particularly Ty Johnson, yes. JD McKissick for the right price. Yes. And I don't think a lot of people are going to scramble to pick up Miles Sanders right away. So you might be able to grab him back. I mean, they're going to look at his no, matchups I, and go, no, I don't he, want that. He'll get no, picked up I right actually, away. I think he you could. Think? No, no, Absolutely. I think he would get picked up right away. But then the team that has him is not feeling as t- as much tied to him and would drop him around that week 10, well, when you week at, 11 when, you when he plays New England. In the bye week, that's a rough stretch. Right. If I'm looking for a running back to pick up, I'm looking at the games not only this week but ahead. I'm just thinking I'm that going, if you, I don't want Chicago, I don't want New England, yeah. I don't want that bye week in there. Who's the other guy? Uh, Minnesota, maybe. I can't Minnesota. remember what it was. Yeah, but I don't hey, want any of them. I was I was looking at it, but but I just still think that he's going to be available again later. Is my biggest thing on I mean, Sanders. 
my thing is you're keeping Singletary, but you're dropping Sanders. I I, I think they're identical. And so with the next person, too, is David Montgomery. They're exactly the... These three rookies, I think you, you need to compare... Like, they're... Well, Buffalo Ex- has a much better okay, schedule. Okay, all right. No, no, no. So yes. let's so, but I'm, so I'm let's saying, play but this out. You were not starting Singletary. You are, but you should not be starting Singletary going I'm not starting Singletary, forward. but I can see a later on. Right, but I'm saying, like, why? So, so, so it's going to so happen faster. So let's, so let's have this faster. discussion real quick. Singletary, Miles Sanders, Dave Montgomery all make our hold and fold. Yeah. We're all holding Singletary. 50% split on Miles Sanders as a fold. We haven't even talked about Montgomery, but these are all three rookies. Rookies. Singletary has a great schedule coming up. Miles Sanders doesn't. If you had to choose between Singletary and Miles Sanders to keep Montgomery on your roster, are you folding Montgomery or are you folding Singletary or Miles Sanders? Because out of these three, I want Singletary. Out of these How three, about I just want. came back. R- rank them for me, Tom. Singletary. I go. Singletary, I go. Singletary. Sanders. Yeah. I go. Singletary. Singletary Montgomery, Montgomery. Sanders. Yes. yes. Same. So if I have to, fold, I go Monty first because um, I, I'm, d- I I'm dropping had... Monty before. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm dropping Sanders before Montgomery though. Yeah. Right. Well, Same here. If okay, I was to okay. drop anyone, but I. I mean, I know he only had two carries last week, but um. Singletary is a great. I want to. I want to think. Forward, I, I want to say last week was carries. an anomaly. But we're but we're all in agreement that Singletary, out of these three rookies, out of Singletary, Sanders, and Montgomery, Singletary returns you the best value in the next three weeks. In, yes. In, yes. Y- for sh- okay. Next yep. three weeks. Yes. Yep. Next. Three and, weeks. and I mean that's that's what we're looking at right now. Is yep. We're looking very short future with these with these. I mean, if you're in a dynasty league. In, in in our podcast, like our discussions are not set up for a dynasty discussion, but if if somebody out there is listening to it in a dynasty dynasty perspective, Miles Sanders is the guy I want, then Montgomery, and then Singletary. Yeah, in in a dynasty, none of these guys are droppable. Like, oh, absolutely. No, no. These, these are these are guys you drafted as probably the future of your franchise. So 2019, I think we're all in agreement. It's Singletary, Montgomery, Sanders. Yes. So if that's the yeah. case, you guys are Fortunately. both holds on sure. Montgomery. Yes. You have to be, because if yes. you're holding Sanders, yep. you're not dropping Montgomery. I am, but I'm a hold on Montgomery for a different reason, and that's because I actually, for the first time in my life, am going to believe something that uh, Matt Nagy <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> and if they're going to run the ball more, it's not going to be with Tariq Cohen. Also, Tariq Cohen It'll might... be with Mike well, yeah. Davis, though. Tariq Cohen might retire after he got clowned nah. by the Saints defense <laughs> about being 5'2". No, Tariq Cohen right now is pissed. <laughs> But, no, but no. seriously, uh, so, so so our next hold them, fold them is yeah, we'll get Montgomery and Tariq Cohen, and we're talking about these split backfields because you don't know what to do with them. And Corey made his point abundantly clear that <laughs> uh, actually we'll we'll wait for him to come back well, to tell us exactly what he wants to do. In in my oh okay he's coming he's coming back right now. So Corey, go ahead and take it away. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in there. <laughs> Yeah, so like I touched on, uh, Montgomery only had a couple touches last week, and you saw the Bears struggle. I think Matt Nagy is very aware he needs to run the ball more, and running between the tackles cannot be done by Tariq Cohen. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the strength. He does have the speed. I'll never question that. But he doesn't have the durability to 
stay on the field if that's the way they're going to run him. Montgomery, on the other hand, loves contact. He's loved it since college. He looks for it. He runs through it. He runs hard. He runs heavy. I think he has the talent to be a top running back in this league. I just think he needs more opportunity to get in a rhythm. He's very, very much a rhythm runner. All that being said, he is 100% a hold for me. Cohen is still a hold for me. I think he has not been utilized as much as we all hoped he might be this year. You've seen a lot less of those gadget plays that he had big breaks on last year. But I'm not sure if that's a function of Nagy playing it a little bit safer than maybe we'd all like to see. Maybe it's not because Trubisky, or maybe it's because Trubisky has missed the last couple of weeks and they haven't been able to install those kind of plays with Chase Daniel. I'm not exactly sure, but for right now, they are a hold, uh, both of them for me. Anybody else? So yeah, no, I have a I have a big um, point on on the Chicago backfield, which is equal to what you saw last year with Jordan Howard as the primary ball carrier and Tariq Cohen as a, um, you know, obviously the pass catching back, but he did have enough rushing attempts last year to make him somewhat relevant. In he had a hundred carries. 100 carries for a, a pass-catching back is actually pretty high. And I think that it was around this time last year that they realized Jordan Howard was not getting the job done at the running back position and that they needed to involve Tariq Cohen a little bit more to mix things up. And where Matt Nagy says, I'm not an idiot, I kind of sometimes, I somewhat believe him, not in the fact that he needs to run the ball more, but I think that he needs to utilize the running backs a little bit better and who he has on the field on what down it actually is. And Tariq Cohen, I feel like, is someone that's going to be utilized more where he hasn't really been utilized as much as he has uh, you know, in the in the back half of last year, and I think that's going to help out the run game. I think figuring out that the Anthony Millers, Taylor Gabriels of the world are not really going to be helping their offense, and that you, you they, need to make sure the company that you're in right now. We're, we got Anthony Miller truthers everywhere. Craig. No, I understand that, <laughs> and I'm, act, I'm actually a Taylor Gabriel truther, but I think that it's just it's too cute. <laughs> that's, it's, a, that's a rough life, and that's coming from an Anthony Miller truther. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It's it's it, but it's too cute. It's 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 way too cute of a of a um you know take. And I think that Matt Nagy, like I said, around this time last year, realized he needed to put something different together. And obviously, Davis is out of the picture. Cohen and Montgomery can really gel together. They, they, they fit well. I don't understand why it hasn't worked, but I, I have a little bit of faith more since of what I saw last year with Howard uh, and, and, and Cohen that, that it will actually get figured out. You have high-scoring matchups coming up with Los Angeles scoring a lot. Philadelphia is a fun matchup. Um, I think you know that's a, the division game. So Detroit is another one that's scoring a lot. Los Angeles is scoring a lot. So I think that the next couple of weeks you're going to see things fill out a little bit more in that backfield. So I'm holding both is, right. is what my point is. I don't know what everybody else on this podcast said, so I'm going to come in. I'm going to hold both of them reluctantly. I I, I don't trust Mac Maggie. I hate Mac Maggie. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I really wish he would get fired and the offensive coordinator would take over so I can see what his game plan is with these players. Tariq Cohen got the job done last year somewhat. Like, he was fantasy relevant to a point. He was a flex play for you. I want to see Tariq Cohen get back to that. 
Jordan Howard was the same way. I want to see Montgomery get to that. I don't think Matt Nagy has the capacity to be that creative to use the talent that he has to be successful. So I sit here and I say, show me you can do something with the talent that you have on the field because Mitch Trubisky can't do it. Okay, Anthony Miller is hyper talented. Like I, 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 I really do like Anthony Miller. Um, Anthony, there are so many weapons on this. I, I, I said this uh, not too long ago. The Tennessee Titans, that defense deserved a better quarterback than Marcus Mariota. The Chicago Bears deserve a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky and a better coach than Matt Nagy. Do something with the pieces that you have. You have Montgomery and Cohen. Do something with it. And, and so, so that's my point. You got to hold them, but I if you got to fold them, I get it. Scotty, uh, hold both. I mean, the same oh, sorry, Scotty arguments I've made with all the Buffalo backfield, Philly backfield, you keep both. Um, I wouldn't start any one of these guys next week or anything. Maybe Frank Gore, but that's it. Um, but keep them all. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize you went. You hadn't even said anything. About Whatever. It, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scotty, you don't matter. Don't worry. You want to take the next one? You want to say this one off? Uh, sure. Epic. <laughs> this one's terrible, um, too. Can, These are all RB3 flex points. Kenyon Drake. Are all my running um, I mean, we all know how good <laughs> Kenyon Drake Devin is. Goldman, so this is tough. I don't think he gets traded. Um, if he does get traded, I don't, think, I don't think he goes to any team that's going to help his value. If he goes to the box, it's not going to mean anything. Um, he will not go to the Lions. They will not trade for him. There's no point. It's a waste of their contract. Um, so his best situation in fantasy is to stay with the Miami Dolphins, who are not using him. Um, he's a big drop for me <laughs> because they're more invested in Mark Walton and uh, that Balazs guy in the goal line, which is ridiculous. Yeah, he got outtouched 15-8 to eight by Mark Walton. Uh, he's getting increasingly tough to keep. He's currently your running back 40, which puts him outside a running back 3. I mean, puts him outside playable. Yeah, he's he's not even really a flex at this point. So oh, I hate to do it, but I'm going to fold him. Um, I thought he was going to be a lot better, but I think if you drafted him, you probably drafted him with the expectation that Balage was going to be looming the entire year. So it's not like he went from an RB1 to now droppable. He probably dropped from an RB2, RB3 flex uh, to now probably droppable. But yeah, with Mark Walton looming and possibly a trade pending, and we don't know where he's going to end up, he's very, very foldable. So in his plus matchup this year, the one that I show, he got 40 yards. Uh, so all the rest of them have been difficult. Uh, you got New England, you got Dallas, Chargers, Baltimore, all really tough. Brian Flores is your head coach. Oh, that's not a matchup. That's a but he perfect does. situation. <laughs> I think I'm just saying those are those are tough matchups for him. And 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 the one that he did, uh, you know, have is his obviously his, his best fantasy day, which was ten points. Um, but there's there's you you can do better. You can you can do better. And so I'm I'm <laughs> okay, okay, him. You will. Craig, you should, Craig's should. confidence boost right there now. Uh, Scotty traded Kenny Drake to me, and it was so funny. We were talking, and I'm like, "Listen, just just give me Kenny Drake for for just." just and then you dropped him, just, and then I dropped him yeah. immediately. <laughs> and we've talked about this so many times. And like, he was just picked up by someone and, and <laughs> the next day. Spent fab money on him, so you know, please don't crazy. spend fab money on Kenny Drake. Don't do it. Um, he's a hyper talented player, but Scotty's absolutely right. If he gets traded, what's his fantasy value? It's nothing. He 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 has nothing on a new team. You, you go to the Bucks, who have. No running game, as is now. 
I mean, who else can he go to? Right. It, you have to you have to learn a new offense. The Texans, right? they're fine with Hyde. They're, right. They're fine and, with Duke. And why would why would why would any of those teams go and take Kenny and Drake? So one thing to look at with Kenny and Drake though is his <laughs> upcoming matchups. He has the Jets twice, who have allowed a lot of running yards. They, I think he has Cincinnati in there. They've played Miami though, and Kenny and Drake has not. Been. I think we're. T- I think we've spent way Miami. too much time on Kenny and Drake. But I mean, I mean, no. But if you are looking at Scotty, you're right. We are. I want. I, I want. Is it the end of Kenny Drake's career? But if you are looking at your playoff <laughs> oh, no. matchup, it, sh- it shouldn't be. I. I like the guy. I like Kenny and Drake. Like if I'm in the Dynasty okay. League, I I want to acquire Kenny and Drake. But if you're looking for playoff berth or playoff matchups, you see him play. The Jets, Cleveland, the Jets again, the Giants, and Cincinnati. I'll take those matchups. That's not right. Bad. But are you going to start him? And and that's and that's and that's the biggest thing. It depends on your bye weeks. So it it, it depends. On, you don't have bye weeks then. The, all right. In week thirteen and fourteen and fifteen and sixteen, well, there, there are right. no bye weeks. Now. All right. So I gotta going to start Kenny and Drake. We need to move over to no, wide receivers no, and tight ends. The, the, Jesus. Big wide receiver week on the waivers. Yes. So we need to talk about the wide receivers that you might drop. One that actually shows up in our waiver wire them, article. The, uh, the one that shows up in our waiver wire article is... Hold him, hold him, Mohamed Sanu. Yeah, Mohamed <laughs> so, Sanu. So actually, if you listen to our waiver wire podcast, this is the one beforehand. Um, go ahead and listen because we actually have a point on this. But we, we're not as high, I feel like, than a lot of people are on Mohamed Sanu. Um, he is, if you have him on your team, you're probably the guy that's like, oh, well, he's on the New England Patriots. I'm going to hold on to him a little bit longer. So you're not going to listen to whatever I have to say. But if you're a team that doesn't have him on there, he's on the waiver and, you know, you, you maybe are thinking of trading for him because he's got moved to the Patriots, be hesitant. This guy is going to have to take some time to get used to the Patriots offense. So if I have him on my team as a smart fantasy owner, I'm folding him. Um, let someone else deal with that for the next couple of weeks and then drop him because that's probably what they're going to do because he's that type of player that gets added and dropped all the time. Um, but that's my take on Mohammed. Yeah, I probably hold him um, if, if I have him. I doubt I do. Uh, I don't have him in any leagues. I don't really think there's a lot of reason to have him. Uh, he's not... He's, like you said, he's going to take a couple weeks to pick up the offense. He's not one of those guys. He's not Antonio Brown that's going to come in week one and make a huge impact. Um, I think we see that a lot with people the Patriots pick up, and they say, well, the Patriots score 30 points a week. Of course, this guy's going to get his numbers. And it kind of just doesn't work like that. Uh, you need some time to get Brady's confidence. You need some time to get the timing down. You need some time to learn the playbook, which everybody touts is one of the most complex playbooks in the league. Uh, for me, if you have him, if you can, if you can hold him, I do hold on to him. But if there is any ability to drop him for uh, Ty Johnson, I do it. So I don't know. I don't know what to call that—a speculative fold. Yeah, he's a fold for me as well. Um, I mean, we talked about this earlier. Just because it goes to the past doesn't really mean anything. I much rather guys like Kenny Stills, Kiki Coutier, um, Corey Davis, AJ Brown over Mohamed Sanu. What is he French? Yeah, the old Coutier. Coutier. <laughs> Coutier. I loved it. <laughs> Coutier and uh, Sean Couturier. Kiss it. Yeah, Yeah, the roommates. So um, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a full for me. 
Yeah, I mean, again, it, it it seems like a contradiction, but there's different scenarios that multiple people are in. Uh, if you're in like a league where you have five bench spots and you have a Corey Davis out there, an A.J. Brown, everything that Scotty said, Muhammad Sanu can be a fold. If you have a deep bench and you want to keep this guy on your bench, keep him. I mean, he's playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the league, so I get it. Um, if you have the availability to keep him, you can. I would not pass up a Ty Johnson, a starting running back for Muhammad Sanu. Let's jump over to the Kansas City wide receivers. Um, these guys were all folds for us last week. So Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson were folds for us. Sammy Watkins is still showing up in a high per, uh, percentage of own um, or a high ownership percentage for us. So we want to talk about Sammy again. He's been upgraded to day to day. There's no Patrick Mahomes now. Sammy is a fold. Last week, Nicole Hardman was somebody that we talked about that out of the three wide receivers that aren't Tyreek Hill, we would want to hold on to to Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hardman's a fold for, or uh, yeah, a fold for me. Um, so Sammy, Nicole, Demarcus Robinson is a fold for for myself. You don't have uh, Pat Mahomes anymore. Sammy Watkins again banged up. We're gonna get everybody's input on this real quick. I think everybody's is the same. So fold all three. Yeah, so they're all full for me. I know Harmon was the hold last week. He scored a touchdown last week, but that was with Mahomes. And we mentioned all these guys. And uh, my the, other point, Snoo's a full for me. I'd rather Snoo than all these guys. Right, and, and, and the reason we're talking about these guys, right? Like, we all already had a discussion about this, but they're highly owned in multiple right. formats. Yep. So we want, to, we want to inform you that, hey, listen, when you go to make a bid on a player— you can fold one of these guys, and it's no problem. Yeah, this so is Scotty's folding all three. I'm folding all three. Corey, it's the Patrick Mahomes fallout. I mean, we all were kind of like, eh, we're not sure which guy's the guy to play. If you have Patrick Mahomes, that's why they were fold. Now you have Matt Moore. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yes, correct. Uh, they're all folds. They they see a huge dip in value with Patrick Mahomes slated to miss multiple weeks. Dislocated kneecap. I know they said there's no uh, additional damage, but I don't know two four weeks. He's done. These guys are irrelevant until he comes back. Tyreek Hill's the only guy who's going to catch balls, and even he is probably going to see a big dip in production. Right. He had one catch last week that made him fantasy relevant. Exactly. And Kelsey has been, like, non-existent. Yep. So, all yeah. good. On so, to Craig. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the same. I wouldn't have had Watkins uh, this long. Uh, I've never really been a big believer. That's just my personal take on him. Um, Hardman and Robinson, I folded reluctantly because I do like Robinson. I did trade him this past week for Adam Humphreys, which is someone who I felt with Tannehill coming on board was someone that might get a little push in his direction. Um, but Robinson is just someone as the, as the wide receiver two in Kansas city with even Pat Mahomes has been tough to play. So that's why, you know, I, I had to move on. Um, same thing for Sammy Watkins. I mean, you're the guy that held on to Sammy Watkins this whole injury process with him, and so you're not going to listen again to whatever <laughs> I have to say. But I got to tell you, man, you, you hey, you're going to be disappointed in the next listen two Sammy weeks. Watkins owner. You, you have a new quarterback coming in who's who's not really that great, and you're you're going to be holding on to him again. And, and yeah, oh, Matt, I'm Matt Pat, Moore's bad. Pat Mahomes is coming back. You know, I'm going to hold on to Sammy Watkins. You're going to be the guy that held on to him all year long and played him one time. Well, that's, um, a, that's the biggest thing here. If you have any of them, Pat Mahomes isn't there. Fold them all. 
Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams is the He's next one. Yeah, and if you want to do a quick self-evaluation, look at the players that you're holding on your team and look at how many times you've started them. Yeah. If you have a guy that you 100%. hold every single week because he's going to be good and you've played him zero times, it's time to uh, cut the cord. Yeah, and we're we're going to go likely over an hour on this podcast, but Corey's absolutely right. We talked about this on the running backs. Look at who you're starting. How long have you how long has Sammy Watkins been on your bench for? Yep. Multiple weeks. All we year. Let him go. You have not dropped him if you had him. Since he Let hung 40 on me in week one. Yeah. <laughs> so Tyrell is a hold for me. Yep. Tyrell Williams. Uh, he's been hurt, which sucks. He's been out. But um, you've seen Oakland and the receivers they're using without him, and they just aren't using them. When um, Derek Carr is, is looking at his options and his reads on every play, Tyrell Williams is number one. Waller is number two. It's not Waller. It's not... Tyrell number two. It's it's always been Tyrell when he's been playing. He's been uh, yeah. Proficient. I mean, he just has to be healthy, and I think you hold him for that point. Yeah, and this is a Dow's crush. Yeah, so, I love Tyrell Williams. Crush, I think he has baby. the I think he has the <laughs> talent to uh, come back and still produce the way he was the first few weeks. Like Craig said, the the way Derek Carr works is what's Tyrell looking like? What's Darren Waller looking like? What is out of bounds looking like? <laughs> and that's really it. So you hold the guy. He's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to be back this week. It's probably looking more like a week nine, week 10 return, but he is still questionable. We're not sure if he's going to play, but uh, keep your eye on the injury report. I hold him regardless, but hopefully he plays this week and you can get some production out of him again. So the next ones are going to be two players that everyone might be freaking out about because this past week. But I believe I, I, I'm going to say, you know, with with unanimous decision that you need to temper your, you know, distraught with Jamison Crowder and Robbie, Robbie Anderson because he just played or they just played uh, the New England Patriots. I'm holding both Crowder and Anderson. I'm looking at very big things for them in the future. And not only am I holding them, I'm going out and getting them and buying low on them. Yeah, I agree with you. I hold both. I think they still have value. I think the Patriots' defense is just that good that they were able to take both of them away and make Sam Darnold look uncomfortable throughout the entirety of that game. Uh, The only concern I have is that one ball that Sam Darnold threw deep to Robbie Anderson that he kind of just looked like he gave up on. I think he could have caught it. I think he probably could have been in for six and behind the defense. It looked like he just quit. Maybe he lost the ball. I don't know. But you would hate to see a wide receiver start to develop an attitude problem when things aren't going his way. Uh, You've seen character issues with Robbie Anderson off the field. I don't want to see that transition to on the field. But for right now, hold both. Big hold. Like We talked about this last week. There were big pickups. We said do, do not start them this week against New England. And like Craig said, now's the time to buy low. Very low on these guys um, going forward. They're, they're going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, every everybody you listen to out there, every article you read is going to say, go and buy Jets players. Their schedule coming up is absolutely phenomenal. Hopefully you took our advice last week and went ahead and go and get these players. You didn't start them, uh, but there's no reason for you to be dropping them. The next three players, we could probably... Go through relatively quickly, I think. Craig, you just added a couple of yeah, them, so I'm going to let you take them. I just added them because I wanted to talk about the fact that we have a lot of wide receivers coming up on this waiver podcast, uh, or last waiver podcast, so I wanted to go over them. Uh, the first wide receiver that I added uh, to the bottom of what we already talked about is Sterling Shepard, who's a wide receiver. I feel like that with Golden Tate back on the field has kind of... I mean, Shepard's been hurt, 
Um, but with Golden Tate on the field, I think that he's actually going to be taking a step in the back burner. Um, on top of the fact that he's been hurt, um, he, he does think that he's going to play this season. Um, but even if he does miss this past game, this next game, he's got Dallas Jets, who's fairly you know favorable, but then a bye, Chicago, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Those That next four weeks, 11 through 14, are going to be tough. So in my personal opinion, he's highly owned. I wanted to put them on here as I think it might be time to move on from Shepard. Yeah, he's a fold for me. Um, second concussion of the year. I know he says he wants to be back and he will play again this season. I disagree. Um, clearing your second concussion in one year is difficult. The NFL wants to hold you out as long as possible. Uh, I don't see it being that practical for him to come back, especially with Golden Tate already back, Cody Latimer being there, Darius Slayton, uh, all you know, competent wide receivers, and then Evan Ingram finally back and healthy, Saquon Barkley back and healthy. Um, there's no reason for Sterling Shepard to come back and scramble his brains for, for any reason. I think that the Giants are going to be cautious with his return as well. So even if he's saying he'll be back this week or next, I think the Giants organization would disagree with you. For that reason, he is a fold for me. There's no sense in holding on to a player who can't play and is one concussion away from being shut down for the year. Yes, big fold for me as well. Um, this is a guy that, I mean, he was a big guy I wanted to get when Daniel Jones came in. But um, second concussion, when he's saying he might be back this year, it's not saying I might be back next week. He's saying he could play this year. And that's, what, is it week 16, week 17? You have guys that are coming into bye weeks, a lot of injuries. You want to get these guys that are, are coming up big now, like the Corey Davises, every guy we listen to the waiver article. You want to get these guys instead of Sterling Shepard because, um, God forbid, he's back ne- next week one hit and and this guy's done yeah so this is funny honestly i sit here and i i wanted to hold sterling shepherd so we had we had no like time to prepare for the sterling I didn't shepherd look, look, look at this until craig just put it on there I'm like wait right. that's crazy then it looked like wow, yeah he's actually so right. i had seen that he was like 74 percent owned because because again we talked about big waiver uh, uh for wide receivers and i'm like i gotta add more guys so i'm just searching 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 real quick while on the podcast i'm like this is a guy we need to talk about yeah yeah absolutely and listen daniel jones is having a hard time supporting players on the field and i mean see jordan reed on multiple concussions in a year sterling shepherd might not see the field again you have a, a teammate who drops tyrell williams drop sterling shepherd for tyrell williams i mean hell drop sterling shepherd for deshaun hamilton you have a better opportunity with the bench player you haven't started sterling shepherd this is again look at your roster look at who you've started you haven't started sterling shepherd multiple weeks next guy up Craiger. DK Metcalf, uh, 65% owned. A lot of you are also going to be shaking your head going, well, why the heck would I even think about dropping DK Metcalf? Well, he's averaged three receptions throughout the entire season. And of those three weeks that he's been fantasy relevant, he scored a touchdown in two of them. Granted, anytime any wide receiver scores a touchdown, they're going to be fantasy relevant. So there's been one game I want to highlight that one. It's against Cincinnati, who's actually been decent against passing uh, wide receivers um, or in the in the passing defense this year. He had four receptions, 89 yards, and that was week one. So the perception a lot of us take on fantasy wide receivers is within the first couple of weeks, are they good or are they bad? I'm going to look at off of that. 
So that was week one. Week two, he scored a touchdown. A lot of people are high on DK Metcalf. In the last five weeks, he's put up one good fantasy day, and that was one touchdown, and that was 11 fantasy points. So I want you to remember that he's a deep threat. I want you to remember that he is not getting a lot of receptions. So that's someone that I think that you you have the ability to look at and think maybe I fold him if you're looking at other players. Unfortunately for what the reason I put him on here for is he does have Atlanta next week and Tampa Bay the following week. So I think that those are two plus matchups. And I, I do think that they, you know, he, he should be a hold. Um, but a lot of people might be wishy-washy on him because of what I just said. I like how you give the guy the business for like a minute and a half. And then you're like, well, he's a hold, though, because of the schedule. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, he's not impressed me on the field, but his schedule makes me hold him. <laughs> like, you've, you've, held him you've held him this long, so you're going to keep holding him. That's what you got to do. He's, he's done zero to impress me to this point. He's caught a couple touchdowns. whoop de doo You got open once or twice by running straight. Nobody thinks you're tough, bro. Like, that. Don't, just kidding. If you heard that, DK, I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're very tough. You're gigantic. But he's a hold because of his schedule for now, hoping that Russell Wilson, fi- Russell Wilson finds him in the end zone. That's it. Next. Yep. Big hold. Same reasons. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm holding DK. Th- th- thank you. Next. Uh, Next person, Brent, Brandon Thanks. Cooks, which is so very so this surprising. Is, this is yeah. the biggest one that I threw on here, and and I knew that everyone would be, you know, what are you doing? We can run through this real quick, and then we can just let you say your spiel. So I've okay. had, I've had. Okay, fine. Go, mean, go through it. Go through it. Hold. hold. Brandon hold. Cooks in the last three weeks has scored under eight fantasy points. In the week before that, it was 10. The week before that, it was 16. The week before that, it 15. was 15. So, so, let me, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Are you folding or holding Brandon Cooks? Um, say it first. Come on. Just say it. 97% own Brandon yeah, Cooks. Yeah. You're not dropping him because another team is going to pick okay, him up. But don't bury the Are you holding or folding, folding him? I, fine, I'm going to hold him. But the thing is, is this is there's going to be a lot of teams out there that are going to look at this I guy. Don't, I don't think there is. I think they're going to look at when they drafted him and say, I can't drop this they're, guy. You, they're the Brandon same Cooks people as us dropable. that had no idea that yes. he wouldn't even be on this list. Right. I mean, the second Brandon, I see him on waivers, I'm picking him up. Oh, yeah. Brandon, he's a Brandon Cooks winner, cannot he's a be a holder. He's a so, and, and that's the thing. If, yeah. if you're, you're not going to be happy, Cincinnati in bye week in the next two weeks, you're not going to be happy. Listen, if you're in a six person league, and you only play two wide receivers, you can drop Brandon Cooks. But most of you are not in a six-person league with two wide receivers. And even then, I'm like, I don't know. So let's move over to our tight ends real quick. We're going to try and jump through the rest of uh, our segments real quick. Delaney Walker, hold fold, a fold, fold real quick. Fold. Around the table. John Smith encroaching. Fold. I'm fold. folding uh, Delaney. TJ Hawkinson, I'm folding TJ. Craiger. Holding because I have to. Yeah, reluctantly holding. I mean, he's the only tight end there. You, you hope but, that he can return but your, to week one. But fold. your rosters aside, is TJ Hawkinson a top 12 tight end? No. Hold Nobody on. has the potential to be, and I don't know who's out on your waiver wire that might be a better pickup. If Gerald Everett's sitting there, which he might John be. John Smith or TJ Hawkinson? Another reason Another reason to hold on to I'm gonna Hawkinson. Hold on, I'm going to hold on to TJ Hawkinson Eric over Ebron John Smith or Hawkinson. Because I think when Delaney Walker is healthy, he's going to take that spot back. Okay. Which Eric is unfortunate. Ebron. Eric Ebron. Ebron or, or Hawkinson? Ebron Hawkinson. Ebron. Ebron. I'm going no. Hawkinson. They okay. just lost their starting oh. running back. I, 
Okay, so we're split on TJ Hawkinson. I don't want to get yeah. too in-depth about it because... I'm also bad at tight end, so you might want to listen to these two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dawson Knox, he's a fold for he's me. A big fold. Fold. Yeah. fold. He never okay. panned out like I thought he would. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... He was he's, a dark he's, throw. I mean, he, he All right, so this is our um, um, second segment. This boost. is our uh, 6 to midnight section. <laughs> um, Craig? <laughs> we're uh, so, so this is definitely a big confidence boost. In the, uh, all the points that we made in the last podcast, all the points we made in this one, Tannehill for Tennessee is good for Corey Davis. Uh, he was someone that uh, Tannehill looked at early and often, got that touchdown, six receptions, 80 yards. Corey Davis is my confidence boost. All right, I uh, want to dive in here. I have Jacoby Brissett as my confidence boost. He went out and kind of lit up the Houston defense, who's not ranked as a top defense but has been decent in the past. But he went out and hung four touchdown passes on him. He also showed a little bit of mobility, ran the ball a few times, had like six yards, did lose a fumble. But he's looked good as a whole as a quarterback in the league. Solid guy. Um, I really think that he's going to continue to – continue that trend even against a tough Denver defense it seems like he's comfortable back there he's impressed me a lot more than I thought and he's actually on pace to lead the NFL in touchdowns so fun fact there Ooh, that's a fun fact um my confidence boost is D.D. Westbrook this is a guy that it's been dropped a lot by teams throughout the beginning of the season because of the whole DJ Chark um but the last two weeks he he is the um he's shown that he's starting to be the lead receiver there again in Jacksonville. He is someone that's reliable and he's getting all the targets. Um last week six receptions for 103 yards. He's a WR three I think going forward. So um pretty confidence in his uh ability. Yeah, my uh my confidence boost is Jacoby Brissett. Um he just oh wait no that was that was mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jacoby. Dude, I so I yeah, sat. Corey and Jacoby. Tom look real uh, similar. <laughs> Wait, remember last week on the Stardom and Cinema wasn't here, and I had Jacoby Brissett as the Stardom, and you all went, "Oh, cool, Jacoby Brissett, move on." <laughs> you weren't here, man. Um, yeah, no, Jacoby Brissett. This is one thing I learned in week seven: don't sit, Jacoby. Uh, but my confidence boost is Shady. Uh, listen. I've said this time and time again. Shady came into this offense because he's LaShawn McCoy. He's got the comfortability with uh, the head coach, Andy Reid. Damien Williams has gotten touches. Like, there's there's no argument against that. He had a good fantasy week since he's been activated, but you know how many touches he got in that fantasy week where he scored 8.5 points? Two. He had two touches. He scored a touchdown. Last week, you know how many touches he had? Like 10 or 11, whatever 9 plus 2 is. That's 11. Uh, and he did nothing with it. <laughs> Sean McCoy is the guy that you want to own in Kansas City. And I put him here because, honestly, there's people that are sitting there saying, is LaShawn McCoy the running back I want to own in Kansas City? LaShawn McCoy is the running back you want to own in Kansas City. Stop asking yourself the question and get yourself LaShawn McCoy or get the hell off of Damian Williams. Yeah, one other guy I want to just highlight real quick uh, for this segment was Danny Amendola. Really came back, put out huge numbers this week. 11 targets, 8 catches, 105 yards. If he could have found the end zone, you're looking at a 20-point week. Huge for a guy who really needed a bounce back from the injury. It looks like he's finally healthy again and looks like Matt Stafford likes throwing to him. Uh, big matchup against New York Giants and Oakland coming up. So, 
guy to look at. Yeah, and real quick, we all sat here right after our waiver article and said Danny Amendola should be a guy that people are looking at and adding. So, yeah, sorry about uh, that. to Corey's point, Danny Amendola, if he's unowned, you should be looking to add him to your roster. Yep. All right, our uh, we are uh, gonna go move into our biggest letdowns, and uh, we're pouring one out for each each one of these guys, and for the and I'm. I'm pouring one out pouring one for for Miles Sanders and <laughs> Matt Nagy. Probably got some cutting this week on waivers. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Melvin Gordon. Sorry, buddy. You're the guy that had Melvin Gordon on your bench after you drafted him in at least the fourth round for four weeks, and you saw a five-point fantasy day in week five, six points in six, and seven in week seven. He's going and up, he, though. He's trending up. He's trending up. He's, he's <laughs> trending up one point off of the oh, fact that job. he just... You do math. I can't. He just fumbled. Nine plus two is what? Jesus uh, two <laughs> two fumbles on the goal line in the end of that game last week tells me that the Los Angeles Chargers and their ownership were right in keeping with Austin Eckler throughout the three weeks that Melvin Gordon has been there. And there's no end in sight. Chicago next week, Green Bay the following week are two tough defenses. And I think even with Eckler getting probably more work now than Melvin Gordon, uh, that they're not good defenses to play against. So Melvin Gordon, you're my biggest letdown on the season. If you held on to him, had him, and then played him, and definitely this past week when you lost your starting job on the goal line yeah, at the end you, of the game, and you likely as a Melvin Gordon owner turned down good trade offers while he was not playing. So I sucks, sent good ones. To sucks Melvin for Gordon you. Owner. <laughs> uh, moving on to my biggest letdown. I was big on this guy last week. I got to eat some crow here. Uh, Joe Mixon, I guaranteed you 100 yards and a touchdown. He got you the touchdown. <laughs> How many yards did he get? Unfortunately, Let's he took... Just make a gif of Corey. Real unfortunately, quick. he took 10 rush attempts and gave you two yards. Oh, I'm yikes. very confident I could do that in the NFL, and I'd like that on record. Uh, yeah, 10 rushes, two yards, two targets, one catch, two yards, receiving touchdown. Salvages fantasy day a little bit with a 6.9 with the touchdown. But when you get 10 touches and you produce two yards, there are bigger issues than you as a running back. Your offensive line is actively choosing to not block for you at that point. This is not a Joe Mixon thing. He was the AFC's leading rusher last year. Nothing has changed with his talent. What has changed is the Cincinnati offensive line. So maybe they should be my biggest letdown, but they we don't draft them in fantasy. Joe Mixon is no longer startable. You heard it here first. He sits on your bench until he gives you 10 points, and then you sit up another week until he gives you 15. He's done. He's cooked. Move on. But, Corey, what if he gives you 45 points next week? I would not play him. (laughs) (laughs) If he gives me 45 points. Hey, man. (laughs) Then you're done with fantasy football. It'd be a lot cooler if you gave me 10. Yeah, if he gives me 45 (laughs) points, I'll need a new phone because I'll be smashing it on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did I sit you damn it? That's uh, what I did with Diggs two yeah. weeks ago. My biggest letdown, my 12th to uh, my midnight to six, is uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, this is his fourth straight week of 10 or less fantasy points. So he went um, four for 61 this week. I mean, not terrible, but for Keenan Allen, this guy started off the year as what she ever won, I think, in the first three weeks. Um, we knew he wouldn't keep it up as the WR1, but we thought, you know, if he had. To, W10, you know, going forward. 
he's not shown that. It's unfortunate. Of course, he's not a drop guy. It's a guy you have to start each week, but it's a big letdown against uh, Tennessee. Yeah, and you're seeing him lose a lot of ground to Hunter Henry since he came back. That's really the big... The and big... Mike Williams is back healthy, so um, yep. that doesn't help. Yeah, and, and Corey touched on it last week. I mean, you even said it. It was like Keenan Allen was non-existent. It was Philip Rivers looking for Hunter Henry. I sat Keenan Allen for Corey Davis. Yeah, you're ridiculous. Did you? Yep. You're, oh, you're, good for you. You're, this is... Honestly, I believe no. The, he the can mention this on the podcast. Start and sit we've ever had. With he Corey. said this. And this and, is and why Corey is, is on the podcast. <laughs> you, you 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 owe him a beer, but I'm pretty sure he said this on the. podcast. Oh no, I we had that. we had beers that canceled out. <laughs> uh, we were right about something. He was <laughs> well, wrong. Scotty, and then Scotty we were did wrong bring me Eddie Topper. So yeah, yeah, uh, I got it pretty. Keenan Allen, huge letdown. Honestly, couple podcasts. Podcast from now. He might be a buy low because we're not trying to do cheap buy lows. Keenan Allen might be a buy low candidate. Oh yeah, my biggest letdown: Devin Singletary. Yeah, you, you, you played Miami. It's Miami, man. It's, we're it's Miami. Miami, Miami. Well, anyway, that's that's really the end of the biggest letdown. I mean, you played Miami and you came up with nothing. Yeah, seven, seven touches, You're done. <laughs> Done. Fold him. Kill him. Just get him out of there. No, you held him. Um, so. No, no, no. One hundred percent. Hold Devin Singletary. Do not take that seriously. Hold Devin Singletary. Thank you. Yeah. So this was a fun one. I think that um, there's a lot of been a lot of good points. Definitely make sure that you listen to the waiver podcast if you haven't. Um, that's going to have all the information on who you should pick up for all the people that we said that you should drop. Uh, this is Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on Twitter at Top Shelf FNTSY and on Instagram. For Scott, Corey, and Tom, I am Craig. Stay fluid, stay loose. Stay loose.